back, everybody. This is Cami, and this is not how I usually sound. If you're listening for the first time, or you know, maybe you've been supporting us this whole way through, welcome back. I'm dealing with some allergies here, so you might be able to distinguish Nikki and I a lot better.、Um, but here we are today with the funny Dom. We're gonna do a Q and A. He does his weekly Q and A. You know, ask a daddy. Do you have a question for a daddy? He's here to help you out. Well, this time you get to hear his responses in voice, and I think that's going to be very exciting. And also, we get to deep dive into them a little bit more. So we're here to join him on that. If you want to say hello, hello everyone. How's everyone doing? Well, drinking their water, eating some good snacks, and sleeping at good bedtimes. I hope that goes for all ends of the spectrum and genders. Yes, I am.、Um, <laughs> Definitely the stay hydrated part, guys. If you're dealing with allergies, this is the time to do it. Especially here in California, it's so dry. I, I've upped my water intake, sir. You would be very proud. <laughs> oh, good. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic. When I can, I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino. dot com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. Alrighty, let's get started with this Q and A. If you guys follow him, he does a Q and A every week. I've been tuning in since I've started following him, and it was one of the reasons why I really liked his account.、Um, so. One that, that was how we got started in collaborating with him. Aww. Oh, that's right. I love that. <laughs> that's right. That's、I、right.、Remember. One of the original、um, submissions was、uh, very naughty. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I called you daddy without having had the permission、mm-hmm. <laughs> to call you.、Daddy. Mm-hmm. And you asked、you. for something as well. I think I asked if I could come. If I remember correctly,、mm-hmm. I think that's what I had asked.、Oh, Textbook overstep, just for everybody listening. See, mistakes can be made, and now we're doing a podcast together. It's okay. I must say, I- I'm you know quite forward sometimes, and I have to remind <laughs> my submissive self to get into that space where I practice the mannerisms and. Etiquette.、Mm. Etiquette. Thank you.、Um, alrighty. So, first question we have here, and this is a good one. I'm really curious to see what you have to say. But this question reads: I'm a sub who just fell for someone who has no interest in the dom sub life. And then she added the emoji where you're like,、uh, you really can't see your teeth are showing. You're kind of like, ooh. And then the face palm emoji. So, <laughs> sir, what is your response to such a question? I, I think the、um, the emojis really do give away well that she knows what position she's in. I also know this account, so I know、um, that she is a she, and she is a little uh, quite uh, out with her with her kinkiness. For her, especially, I think, uh oh. Which is why the emojis are so perfect. She she's in a situation here that is probably not going to work, and I, I think this is quite common for a lot of people. End up with a partner or interested in someone, and if they know that they are vanilla, which is an okay. F- I, mean, I like vanilla ice cream, but that's about it. And I think you've just got to realize that that that's about it. It's not really going to work. It's not compatible.、Um, so if you've fallen for someone who has no interest in a part of You that is a large part of your identity. You might be very interested in them, but it's it's so not going to work that you really can't let yourself go any further than what I hope is just a kind of superficial crush. Because、mm-hmm. if you've let it get to the point where you feel like you're really falling for them, so you're investing time and energy in being around them, but you just haven't been able to be that part of yourself. You're you're literally torturing yourself. So it might be a masochistic crossover here that you're enjoying, <laughs> but it's not healthy. It's not healthy pain that you're putting yourself in for. If you are a kinky identified person, if you are a submissive or a dominant, not just someone who you know maybe you like a bit of play now and then, that's you know okay. But if you identify as a kinkster and you know this other person has no interest, as she says, in this life, then it is not going to work. 
It's not going to work. You have to accept that and just be friends with this person. Probably take some space from them. Otherwise, you'll get confused and it will be more painful. And just remember what you need and try to find someone with those other qualities this person has who is also a kinkster. I would agree completely. You can't sacrifice that part of yourself. And and I, I will say in this situation, granted, I don't know this account like you do, sir, but my question is there an ability to compromise in the sense that if you're both willing to be, and it doesn't have to be polyamorous, but maybe like open. So you have a relationship with this person and maybe you can go explore your kinky side with someone else. Are they going to be okay with that? Um, that could be a compromise, but I understand that may not be something that everyone is willing to do. Um, so if, if they're willing to compromise in that sense, that could work. And if not, I agree with you completely. You can't sacrifice a part of yourself, especially if it's going to be a long-term relationship because you'll, you'll eventually kind of build a resentment towards that person or you'll you'll feel kind of trapped you'll feel like you lost a part of yourself so i don't know relationships are always about compromise and sacrifice but what can you sacrifice i think a lot of times for especially for you know well established subs that's a part of you you can't really sacrifice yeah i'm i'm really wondering here how what she means by fell is it like you said is it more superficial mm. crush or are we like deep diving into like, oh, wow, I really have feelings for this person. I want them long term because then, yeah, in a way they're kind of playing devil's advocate. I mean, it seems like they might have if they've known for a little while that this person has no interest in the kink world, then, you know, I, I would hope that they're at least preparing which way they want that route to go. OK, so am I going to, you know, step away, and just become friends Am I going to bring up the fact of, okay, maybe we can explore a more open relationship with this? Like, how is it going to go? I would say, like, for me, you know, I, I love my partner that I have the kink space with, you know, my dom. And then, you know, if I've had other partners in the past and I know that they're not, you know, they're not into the kink world, A, I'm not going to, like, try to enforce them into it. B, I'm also going to understand that there's just going to be a part of my life that they're not going to be able to fulfill. Um, so usually just because in the past, like my current relationship structure is, I don't know how you would say, I mean, is it open? I'm not really sure. We're more focused on our friendship, but we're still dom sub. So I do have the ability to explore with other partners. Cause I know you have one vanilla. Yeah. yeah. I, I have a vanilla partner and I just, I know they're never going to suffice that part of me and that's fine that's fine i just keep them at a distance so you can't really yeah you, yeah, can't. you just kind of go on about yourself and you know i'm not saying put a wall up but kinda, kinda. <laughs> as long as the the wall can be a can be a comfortable boundary but as long as the person the bit i would underline in the question too is no interest if, if the person is open about it and accepting about it and also almost almost willing to learn about it in a curious way like I'd be I, I don't want to get into horticulture but if I was with someone who was like very passionate about it you know you, you could get into the interest of like oh what is how does that work you know how what's that about um if it's very healthy curiosity in that way um even at a low level and acceptance then it can totally work as an open relationship where you just have that part of your life with like a different partner with a different part of your life but if to be with someone who has if the no interest is in that kind of negative narrow-minded way that it could be that's going to be also trouble so i think yeah it, it can work with someone who doesn't have that identity if they're open and healthy and accepting and supportive absolutely that can work and that's that part a huge I do green flag mm -hmm. yeah because you never want a partner like i mean if, if you're kinky and then you have a partner that you know is vanilla but that's totally fine if but if they bring shame onto you because you have that side of you that's never going to work i'm yeah. curious to know like what how what that no interest means like acceptance but like nah it's not for me or like complete like disdain about it that's, that's a fair point. Mm. 
kind of how it is with my husband. He's vanilla through and through. <laughs> but he understands that I get my subspaces, you know, with other partners that I have. And he's totally okay with it. And I come home and tell him all the time about what happens. And, you know, he's like thrilled to hear about it. But he, you know, there's no judgment or anything. Sure, sometimes it kind of weirds him out, the things I mention. Um, or I shouldn't say weird. <laughs> he's kind of like, oh, okay. But um, the knife play doesn't yeah. <laughs> but, turn him on. <laughs> Absolutely. But, uh, but there's no judgment whatsoever. So I, overall, I I think that's all, all good advice there. Yeah. So Mm. for this sub, tread cautiously. Yeah. Tread, tread with caution. I I think you really need to reevaluate what's going on here. And if it's truly going to be a long-term thing. Yeah. Be very, very cautious because there could be a lot of pain of the, the less fun kind. Mm-hmm. Um, going forward, so be very careful. And for everyone in that kind of situation, keep in mind how much your kinks are your needs and, and part of who you are. They're not a thing that you can repress or put to the side or ignore. Oh, for sure. Be proud of them and, and expect them to be met by the person that you're with, by finding the right person, not by going with someone you like and then you know, ignoring them or, or pressuring them to just change. I'm always curious how often people, you know, need to be in that space, whether you're dom, sub, or switch. Because I know for me, like, I like to be in my sub space at least once a week, like, Mm. at the least. You know, I'm not 24-7, so for me, like, at least one good session a week is what I need. I think I need more of it in my life. Really? Yeah. I haven't. Well, I've been really busy lately. So I was about to say, have you been in your subspace recently? No, it's been like probably three weeks and it's been too long, honestly. So. Oh, that is. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, at three weeks, I'm dying. Yeah. I'm I'm about to put myself (laughs) into submission. (laughs) Well, honestly, that kind of brings us to the next question. Perfect segue. Mm. So this person asked. Hey, see what I did there? (laughs) Sir, I want to self-submit as my dom is away right now, but I'm not sure what to do. Sir, what do you say? Mm, I, I think it's um, very important here to see the difference here where you've got someone who has a dom, their dom is away, um, and so they're a little bit adrift, and that's really, really common with submissive. And that is part of the dom's responsibility here to um, see that coming if the dom is going away so, while well, I'm going away. So while I'm away... Here is a routine, here are some rules, here are some jobs and some tasks for you to do uh, at certain times or when you're feeling a certain way. And I'll be checking on that, you know, whether it can only be once a day or once a week even, as long as there is a schedule of accountability, this can work um, as a distance thing for weeks or even, even a month. If you don't have a DOM right now and you need to try to get into that space, it is more difficult, it is challenging because a dynamic is made of two. So if you're only one, there's not that other side of the seesaw to put you in that space. But there are practices that can do it. Self-collaring, even having a ritual around your own collar uh, where you can ritualize it, you know, light a candle, put some music on, put that collar on and you know, get down on your knees in a meditative kind of ready pose and just ponder and contemplate your submission, your wants as a sub, things that you need to work on. Basically give space for your own dom side to kind of speak to you a little bit and listen to it as a submissive. Um, If you do that just as a meditative practice, that can help you feel a bit of subspace. I would also suggest rope. Um, and getting into some shibari and some self-tying, which is a practice and an education. So there's a lot to take on there to do it, you know, as safely as you can, because it does take, you know, risk along with it. But if you do some elementary, you know, self-ties just from online videos and be cautious and, you know, make sure that you read up on the potential injuries and know your own body, that's a very good practice to put yourself into a space while also learning something that you can carry forward to your next relationship or just for yourself. I really like what you said about the collar ritual on one's self, um, especially like before meditating or something like that. I really like that. I might personally implement that. Um, you just love <laughs> you to. Should. You should. <laughs> I know you. Well, that... It, it's certainly part of it. If you put it on and just giving your body that sensation of something around your neck and then getting down 
onto your knees or in any pose if that's not comfortable, a pose that is down onto the floor in a, a submissive position that will tell your body and, and condition you for that space, which is the same as you would do in a physical dynamic. So I think that's a good one. And you were, you were saying earlier that it's been three weeks since you've uh, been in subspace. So I think you should definitely try this this week just for 10, 20 minutes, just a little trial. But if you could do that for 20 minutes um, every few days, I think your your following week will be a lot better. Like it's going to help you balance out and it's also going to help you focus on if you've got any goals or things that you want to work on for yourself. No, I really like that. That's uh, definitely something I'm thinking about doing. And as soon as you mentioned that, I'm like, oh my God, why, why have I not been doing this? Uh, great. And I think I was just, you know, there's been so much going on that I didn't stop to think about, you know, entering self-submission. Here's kind of an idea for you, sir, as I know you have a Patreon. Um, you should do like a little self-submission, like, five rules or something like so, so that maybe oh, if someone gets into idea. that space, they access those five rules and they go and that way they're in that themselves, but they're following your rules. You as a Dom could be something that's kind of a creative thing. Maybe that's a really good idea. I'm, I'm literally writing it down on my whiteboard right now. <laughs> Yay. No, cause I would love that if like it, so for example, if I went on your, um, you know, your Patreon or your page or whatever, and you're like, here are my five self-submission guides. Like, so maybe I have to, we get 10% for having the idea. <laughs> <laughs> you get a, a good girl and nothing more. <laughs> love that. Um, no, but like, imagine like you said, okay, get in this position or pick one of these three positions and then do this and then do this. And then that way. They can get into their own subspace. They're following kind of your guidelines. And then from there, they can they can get into that space. Like you said, meditate or, or do something. Um, I really like that idea. And I mean, I agree. Sometimes, you know, when you're in a dom sub uh, space with someone, our lives do get busy. They get in the way. Maybe, you know, for me, at least my two doms that I have primarily, they've been super busy. I know one of them got like sick at one point, And so... You know, they were just staying home and resting and then I was traveling a ton and so I didn't have an opportunity to meet with them and then just haven't entered the space in so long that I now I'm kind of wondering like why hadn't I thought of that? So great advice. <laughs> I like that you mentioned, you know, having that conversation with your Dom, you know, if they're going away or if you're going away, because I know for me, I actually have ended up traveling a ton this year. Um, and I'm usually the one that's away. So like for me and my dom, like whenever I'm traveling, he's like, okay, turn your location on because I'd like to know where you are. And part of that is for safety. He just likes to see what I'm up to. And I, I kind of like that. So um, and then he, mm. he does ask for updates when I'm on trips like, oh, you know, what are you doing? What have you been up to? Blah, blah, blah. So and I also, always a fun thing. I also think that, you know, it doesn't have to dive into 24-7 because, you know, it is two kind of different spaces. But yeah, if you guys are apart and maybe kind of like what uh, we mentioned with the, with the Patreon idea, they could say, okay, while I'm away, you have these four tasks to do at some point. And then that way you still, you still feel connected to them. You still have a little bit piece of that kink that you can apply to your day-to-day -day while they're gone. And then obviously when they're back, you can resume. And it doesn't have to go like full 24-7, but enough to get you into the space, I would say. I think kind of going a little bit into, you know, what we talked about, the meditating in kind of a self-submission space, in my mind ties a little bit into this next question that we had how to recover or heal after being with a fake dom or toxic dom. So, sir, what is your response to that? Yeah, unfortunately, um, I've had questions like this more than once. Uh, it, is, it is pretty common, whether it's just a little interaction or if you've had, you know, an actual relationship that's become physical and actual has, you know, dynamic play involved and then it's turned toxic or it's been revealed to be toxic and that person is not what they were presenting that they were, it can be hard to recover from that and be able to trust again. You really need to give that space. Uh, there is no 
shortcut for it. There's no, you know, miracle for it. Just like with any relationship going badly, you are going to have some some kind of hurt and hopefully not trauma, but possibly, depending on, you know, what's happened. Uh, the dynamic is so built on trust and vulnerability that revealing those parts of yourself and, and giving your power over to someone and, and then them, you know, abusing it or exploiting it or, or just disappointing it is very hurtful and affecting it. You need to, I think, f- foremostly, you need to really value that, like really acknowledge like, oh, this is bad because of course it is. This was terrible and, and um, fuck that person. Like you need like get yourself, get angry and acknowledge it. Like, ah, oh, I'm really disappointed. That was shit. I, I had my hopes up. It wasn't what I what I needed. It wasn't what I deserved. Go through those steps, you know, be angry, be disappointed. Um, talk about it with others. Journal about it is really good. Get all those thoughts and feelings out of just your head and out of your heart and put them onto paper and look at them. Make them tangible. If you want to scrunch them up and, and throw them away or burn them, do something, you know, rituals really do work. If you want to do something with it or just keep it there to refer to as well can be good. But um, give yourself process and time. If it has been days or weeks even, that's that's not going to be enough. You need some more time. Um, you know, give yourself some time to, and, and look for more support, which you are doing by asking this question. Uh, a lot of people have had this experience. If you can talk to other um, submissives, other kinksters, they're going to validate you. They're going to have been where you are, and that will help as well. Don't lose faith in this you will find a, a a dom who is not a fake who is not toxic um make sure you vet you know try and find out as well through investigation of of how this happened like did did you vet this partner is there a responsibility here that you can take on so that you are better next time that will help because part of finding a good dom is not just wading through this uh, horrific ocean of fakes and you know pathetic males that that aren't what they are pretending to be it's it's also being a really good sub and actually being able to spot that really quickly well i like that you mentioned journaling that's what i was going to recommend absolutely I remember I, we have one of our friends who's a psychologist. psychologist, psychologist, you know, and one time I was going through the breakup with my fiance and she was like, write a letter to him about everything you want to say to him. And then after that, she's like, you're not sending this to him. You're either you're going to like burn it or, you know, tear it up into however many pieces of little paper that you want to. But write a letter because that will help, you know, process your emotions. It also helps you like think about, you know, some of the things that kind of get clogged up in your head, like, okay, you know, what am, what am I feeling here? What am I trying to figure out? So then when you have to have like that intent of putting it on paper, it helps. I agree. Mm. But where my mind was also going um, when we talked about like meditating in the self-submission space was to, because you want to be able to feel safe in submission again. Like you don't want to have, you don't want to get into your subspace with someone else and kind of feel the effects of like, you know, post-traumatic stress of like, oh, is this going to happen again? So in order to to make that subspace feel safe again, go into self-submission, meditate a bit, uh, you know, about it, create that space for yourself to be safe again so that you start some of that healing process before you go back into it with someone else. Do some self-care rituals. Yeah, exactly. Wrap yourself up in like 10 blankets. Yeah, and then in the self submission, <laughs> like and, and a weighted blanket, because I love cuddles, so <laughs> that would be like one of the things that I would need. Yeah, so th- that's how I would go about it, and journaling for sure. I think everyone, regardless of what you're going through, and not just dom sub or relationships or whatever, like always journal. I feel like the more that I journal, the better I feel, and like the more connected I feel to myself. Yeah, it's, it's, it's simple and it's almost cliched, but that there's a reason for that. It really works. And it's always a thing I suggest with people I'm working with or partners of mine. If you're going through something, even if there isn't, there doesn't have to be anything um, difficult happening. If you're just having new experiences, it's a really good thing to do because even if everything goes as you want, imagine being a year or two down the track and being able to look back and go, oh my God, here's my journal entry the the day after my very first impact session or the first time we did that kind of experience or when we realized 
you know, X and Y, like whoever, what it could be anything, but it just gives you that kind of kinky and nostalgic little record because when you're in dynamics, it, it, um, it can get very hazy because of the, the spaciness and things blend together and you forget, oh, when was that? Was that that time? Or So journaling is a really nice functional way of recording your exploration. Um, so it's really helpful when something needs to be processed. It's really helpful just to process. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely su- suggest that. And I think like for this question, you know, I see it, you know, how to recover, heal from being with a fake dom. You know, give yourself some grace. It's okay if, you know, this instance happened and, you know, hopefully you caught it pretty early on, you know, but then for like the next dom that comes along that you've vetted and that you've, um, you know, had extensive conversations with, you could always start with just a care-based session. Be like, hey, look, I need this before we get into, you know, all the fun pain. I need to know that you know how to take care of me or that you can take care of me well. I, I think that's not a bad thing to ask as a sub. I wouldn't feel bad for, you know, if I go to a dom after being in a fake dom situation and being like, hey, look, you know, I'm allowing you to experience this space with me again. I'm feeling very vulnerable. Like, can we start with a care-based scene? Oh, that's a really good, really good suggestion. And I I would say, please do that. Um, Thinking of that situation, I've been in that situation. uh, And we want to know where you're coming from. And if there's something that's making you anxious, whether it's because it's just new or it's been a while or, yeah, you had a bad experience, definitely tell the next um, partner you have after vetting them and being able to trust them with that information, tell them that and tell them that you're going to need some some extra care and some extra, you know, an extra kind of caring ramp into the dynamic because you need to now start associating DS with positive things again after having negative. And if you don't, if, he, if the DOM isn't aware of that, they could do something without knowing that that might trigger you or remind you and then they're going to feel bad and confused because they're not aware of the context. So give them the opportunity to understand where you're at so that they can be a better dominant for you. So always tell uh, a partner where you're coming from if, if there's something that's still affecting you yeah. in that way. And it could could be negative, could even be positive as well. Like I've just had this really good relationship and this is what I learned from it. It all helps. It all helps the kind of dynamic. Mm-hmm. Communication is always key, you know. And especially for a dom sub, it's huge. If you don't communicate, you know, or if you think you're communicating enough, like you're probably not communicate more. And it's like until you're mm-hmm. blue in the face before, after, you know, during like communication is like a constant thing. Yeah. You use your words is huge and it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't matter how the dynamic, which is a big one. I think that, that um, it was another question here that actually goes with that. I had, um, uh, a follower send in, how do I tell my daddy I want to try a new fantasy if we usually play out only his scenes? This is a classic example of communication where this this uh, submissive feels like they're stuck in a, in a position where they have a want or a need or an interest, but because of the dynamic and the way their routine is set, there's no avenue to suggest it. And, of course, there is, and it doesn't mean that – you just say like, hey, I want to do this because, of, yes, that will feel uncomfortable if you have a, a strong dynamic and if, if it's 24-7 or not, you will feel a, a, a bit of a pang of, of, oh, is this out of dynamic? Now, you can do that by literally calling that out and saying, I want to step outside the dynamic for a second to, to talk about something. Mm-hmm. But um, even that can be a little uncomfortable and not as much fun as playing into the dynamic. If, you, if you're submissive and you want to suggest something or ask for something, just think, well, how do I do that in my role? So if you want, whether it's um, uh, if you want an extra bit of uh, an extra scoop of ice cream or you want to play out a different, you know, kind of scene or fantasy, get get on your knees, get on your hands. There's no way a good, a good dominant seeing that, seeing you uh act so in etiquette uh, so in in your role and in your in the dynamic will dismiss that and i would say if they do that that's a huge red flag mm-hmm. um because you're what you're doing is leaning into your role as a submissive even though you are asking for something and you are being 
um, proactive, you're doing it within your position. You, you know, you're giving your dom the opportunity to to say no, but the dom, they're probably not going to. It's very unlikely. They're at least going to like um, give you a nice head pat and uh, and smile and say, well, well, tell me about this thing that you want to try, like because it, it's very inviting to be asked correctly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say that very simply. I would also look at this question here. We usually play out only his scenes, um, and that's for, that's normal. I mean, that's the same for, for me. It's a dynamic thing. But a dominance, the scene, a session plan, I call them, is built by the needs and the preferences and the interests of the submissive. Mm-hmm. As well as as well as the dominance, and if I'm in a certain mood or want something, I'm definitely going to um, work that into a plan. But it is very very informed by what the what the submissive like needs and what they want to explore. So this might be uh, a representation of that not being communicated enough. Mm-hmm. If if the submissive is feeling like the scenes are not taking them where they want to go, then maybe you need to have a conversation about. The things that you want to explore, and then the, then your your daddy can actually look at their plans and what they want to do, and and work your things into those because that is part of the the, the dom's responsibility and their duty and their very fun. <laughs> you know, th- that's what we love to do. So we need the ingredients in order to to mm-hmm. you know mix that up. So. Give your dominant all the information that you can. It's only going to help things. I would say, you know, for any sub, don't be afraid to step out of your subspace if there's something you need to communicate. Like, let's say before or after a scene, you know, obviously not during it. Um, But before or after, like, you know, yeah, like you said, it's not the most fun thing, you know, with the dynamic to be like, hey, you know, I need this. But at the end of the day, like, it's better to communicate it than to, like, hold it in or if you, like you said whenever yeah. you're trying to play it into the dynamic make it something cute you know like I know with my daddy um I get on my knees and I look up at him and I have the most baby voice and I'm like daddy can we please you know and he loves that um <laughs> but like what if what if you built like this cute little box that had like this little slot in it you know, and it's like, you know, baby suggestions and every single time you want something or you want to try something new, maybe you put it in this box and then once a week or something like that, you and your dom, you know, during a session, open this box and have this little story time of, oh, you want to try this? Like, you know, make it cute. That's so, a really cute idea. Yeah, that's always an idea. That's right? very, that's really, really cute. This could also work into the journaling. If you're, if you're part of your journaling is writing down your fantasies and things that you like. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Make that part of your regular weekly journal and part of your play and and experiences with your dominant is you give that part of your journal to them to read. Mm -hmm. So then you have a little bit of the fun kind of humiliation level uh, kind of, 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 oh, my goodness, all those things I wrote that I couldn't, you know, comfortably say out loud maybe. Um, your daddy's now reading right in front of you. So that's already a little game. But then they're also learning those things that may be uncomfortable for you to say out loud. Mm-hmm. And then they have the opportunity to go, okay, I'm going to put that into my filing cabinet of things to do when we play. And then it will happen naturally and within dynamic. But definitely if it is things more, I would say more important than this, this is important, but if it is, you know, relationship things, safety things, comfort things, just communicate it. It doesn't have to be in dynamic. Just say, hey, I need to talk about something and just talk about it. And if that's not, if that space isn't there, if that feels negatively met, then that's also something to really look at because it shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. The partner should recognize that that's an important thing and that should go both ways. Both people can get dominant or submissive, can get uncomfortable with something and need to just rule something out and go, oh, I just need to say this. I just need to like put a pin here and, get your reaction to this so they can kind of, you know, 
put it away. Make sure things like that are talked about before they turn into something that's confused or a misunderstanding or something that has resentment attached to it. Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to communicate or if both of you or one of you, whatever, is not willing to communicate about, you know, these kind of important things, then you're not ready to enter the space. I will say, like, when my my dom and I first started out, I always had the fear of, like, okay, I, if I need to communicate, like, you know, we're in this dynamic, how do I how do I say it while still, like, I don't want him, like, I don't want it to be, like, a turnoff or something, you know? But then finally I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Okay, so when we're not in the space, you know, when it's just about our relationship, like, hey, bro, I need this, you know, like, can we, you know, talk about this and then, you know, go from there. (laughs) Hang on, hang on. Did you say bro? (laughs) Did you call call your dom bro? (laughs) So here's the thing. Um, Like I said with my dom, we broke up, we got back together in in a different way. So we're not really like in a relationship. We're more so just focusing on our friendship and, you know, but we still do daddy, you know, little girl. And, Mm. you know, whenever we're not in our, in that space together, like we're, it is more friendship based. So yeah, I, sometimes I'm like, man, dude, bro, like, (laughs) and it's okay because, you know. No, that's great. That's really (laughs) healthy. That's really good. Cause you've got, you've basically got two channels there where you can talk in slightly different kind of dynamic and that's really healthy because whichever one is more comfortable at any given time you can enter into by just using those words and that voice because he'll hear the way you're speaking go oh okay you're speaking as my my mate as my buddy right now uh whereas if you like say daddy and look up at him from his from his feet he's like okay well i know what this is as well yeah Mm -hmm. like that's good communication well and i i think it's helped you know when kind of having that distinguishing line has helped with our communication like tenfold I would say um and I'm much more comfortable bringing things up I mean even not too long ago you know after our sessions sometimes you know when it came to my pleasure he was doing this one specific thing that I wasn't like too crazy about but it was like something that we were like exploring and then you know then after like one day I was just like you know, a few days later, I was like, okay, well, we tried that. And I was like, eh, like, can we do this instead? And he was like, oh, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, so it, it ended up working out really well. I think creating the two channels could be very beneficial, like you were saying, because then you you have the maybe, maybe in your subspace, you're not comfortable asking something, but then in your kind of normal, you know, outside of the subspace you are, like, I think that's totally fair. And I also really like the journaling idea, because sometimes writing things out because you don't know how to vocalize them or you just feel like embarrassed asking like I totally get that so all around great advice mm. everyone like we're, we make a great <laughs> <laughs> now I thought this question kind of went along with what we were just talking about a little bit um I believe they're asking from a dom's perspective so how you create space handle deal with etc little space while your little is in it so the, this one, the wording, I'm not going to lie. I had to read it like five times because I was like, huh? But I think what they're asking is like as a dominant, how can you help your submissive while they're in that space or like creating that space to help them get in it? Maybe they're kind of newer and, you know, for the submissive, they have a, a little bit of a harder time transitioning into the subspace. So as a dominant, how can you help that process? So, sir, any feedback? Little space is very particular. Um, I would say you, as a dominant, it should be approached as a very caring, very, it kind of reminds me almost like those um, kind of strategy video games where you're, you know, you're, you're doing the, the mining or the, the farming, you're building up resources, you're watching all the things from above. It's a very God view. But you're looking out for everything that can affect hmm, like the sense. things, you know, badly. Yeah, it is a little bit like that. It's that view because when I think of a little space and and creating it and handling it, it puts me in that position of okay, I'm above it. I'm looking down. I'm watching. I'm caring. I'm also in a way doing my own thing. So, which is important if you're reading or listening to something or even watching, you know, some some TV or some Netflix, you do it in a supervisory 
kind of nearby role. So if your little is doing an activity, whether it's, you know, also reading or doing some coloring or just playing, um, if they're on the on the floor on a rug or, you know, on a couch, whatever's comfortable, if they're doing that and you're nearby and the, the position is that you're looking out, so you're looking over them, you're watching, you're looking out for something to happen, you're looking for something that you can get for them or um, author a little bit, look out for their safety. If that's clear, what it can look like is almost no activity. Like it literally can look at like you just reading a book nearby, your little who is just playing. But there's very strong dynamic going on there and you're making that space purely by being there and making them aware that you're there. But if they look over, you look thoroughly you're, you're reading, you're just there. So there's a safe kind of passive kind of energy to it. But you might also put your book down and, and go over and, get, and give them a little, a little pat or just check on them, you know, grab them by the chin and just say, how are you doing? Are you, are you having fun playing? Um, you know, do you need anything? Or maybe you're being a little, this is making a bit of mess. Maybe it's time to clean up. Indulging the space and allowing it by just framing it is mm-hmm. what you want to do. So it's one of those things of like less is less is more. You don't have to really do a lot. You just have to be very, very present, very aware, and also give them the space. So don't over-interact. Don't, don't uh, push yourself into, you know, the space. Give them an activity, the, the colouring or some toys or something like that is very usually a lot of fun. And... And just be there. Um, I had a, a, a session with a, a little a few months ago where we just watched the Frozen sequel mm-hmm. and I just like laid down next to her and just like put a blanket, you know, over her, just like make sure she was cosy and just watched the movie with her and would occasionally like give her a little, <laughs> little bits of um, kind of humour, little bits of acknowledgements where I would see her feet like moving along to the music or, or that she was kind of like singing or, you know, really into the movie, you know, just like just reminding that I was there and I was acknowledging that and, and validating it um, and, you know, kind of also prompting her to get shy or be seen like, oh, daddy saw my feet move, you know, like just just enjoying that. But that's all. That's all you need to do and that will indulge the little space and, and let them really feel you on the other side of that seesaw. You know, what's funny is I had a very similar thing happen yesterday, actually. Not even intended, but I went over to my dom's house. We were just going to watch TV and hang out, Um, not even meaning to, like, have any session of sorts. Um, But then, you know, we're about to put the TV on, and he was making a pizza for me. And then he turns to me and I I don't know if he was like trying to initiate a session. I don't know. But he turns to me and he's like, would you like some hot chocolate? And then I was like, yes, daddy. So then he went and like made me hot (laughs) chocolate and like, and then we came back to the couch and laid down and, you know, he put all the blankets around me and, you know, patted my head. And then we started watching the movie and it was just for me, it was like very fun because I it put me in the space for a little while as we were watching the movie, you know, and it just it made it a little bit more fun, um, but totally unintended. But I mean, that's another thing, I guess, for like a dom um, is think of like a cute little activity that you can do to help further them in their little space, like making them hot chocolate, mm. um, which is very adorable. Yes. <laughs> can be very, very, very simple and very, like, things that everyone does. Like, yeah, making a meal for someone can be a very, like, little little space kind of thing. You can cut their food up and feed them. You can just put them in a position. My my own submissive, when she's feeling like that, if I can pick up on that, that vibe, I'll just let her know, like, would you, you know, would you like to sit at my feet while we watch this movie, or we'll put the movie on, and when you get down on the floor here between between Daddy's knees, and she'll sink down and you know wrap around a leg and rest her head on my knee, and that will just let her just really relax, and all of a sudden it goes from you know watching watching a movie together, which is you know great and nice, to now it's oh, okay, well now I'm watching a movie with Daddy. Now it's different. Mm-hmm. And she can really relax and zone out. And then after it might be 10 minutes or it might be a full hour, 
you know, if she's like changing positions a little bit and I can tell that she's been in that space for a while and she's gotten that relaxation out of it and now she's ready to just cozy up, then I'll just pat on the on the couch and she's like, why don't you come up here and she'll just, you know, curl up and she's still spacey but now she's kind of like found that bedrock and is comfortable, you know, and yeah. whatever anxiety or tension she had is now gone because of that space being made, um, which was literally I did very, like, almost nothing, you know, and now she can come into this space. And it's, it's very easy. You just need to be comfortable with it and to give it that, that space and that time and that care and just be present and just be there for them. I was going to say, granted, I don't have much experience as a little because I usually go for more of like the good girl dynamic, not so much the little, which I think there is a difference for sure. But I thought, or something that came to mind when I was reading this, if I were a little, I would absolutely love it if my daddy dom put my hair in pigtails before we got into a session or like the space or like whatever we were about to do for that scene or that space, whatever that looked like. If they put my hair in pigtails, like that would be them creating that space for me. I don't know. That's a personal thing. Mm. I To me, that sounds like appealing. Like that's what I would want. Even just hair brushing, yeah. I have a brush that, that too. Um, with like unicorns on it that I doubles as a, as a bit of a paddle as well. And just like, yeah, sitting behind your little and just brushing their hair for a few minutes um, is very connected and very caring. And if they know as well that that is a paddle brush so that has that separate side to it, it's a literal metaphor for the dynamic mm -hmm. so yeah that's a that's a really good one there's you can make a list and that might be an idea as well put a list together brainstorm it, come up with 10 or 20 things and then just pick out one or two um when your little wants to be in that space just ask them and pick out a couple of things would you like to try this and this and try and find the three or four that maybe they really really like that really puts them in that relaxed state and then you go you've got to practice you've got a routine and for beginners, I think that's a great way to, to kind of start getting into it. I know someone had asked about that, you know, like what are some some rules for beginners if they're, you know, if they're new to the daddy dom and little girl, um, you know, dynamic of it. That's, a, I think, a great way to do it as well is write out a couple of things. And then from there, your daddy dom can pick some of those. And, and that can be a way for you guys to segue into that space. Oh, yeah, I agree. Mm. So this question kind of dives into 24-7 maybe. This person asked, how much control do you have slash recommend having over your sub's social media presence? Sir, any thoughts? Yeah, there, there is a lot to, uh, there's a bit to unpack here for sure. It, it definitely could set off a bit of an alarm when you first hear that because it sounds very controlling. But um, you've got to remember that when it's communicated and consented to, this could be a very healthy part of a high protocol dynamic. If you're in a, a more slave master style of dynamic, then not only being limited to your screen time, but also being limited in what your, what your presence is or what you do online could be completely in line with what you actually want and need as a submissive and what your what your dom, what your master or mistress wants to, you know, do with you and, and their way of helping you and guiding you. So uh, I would say the first thing is just has this been negotiated? That's what's important. I, I do not recommend any control over a social media presence. I recommend the communication over if that's something that both people want then absolutely it can be. Uh, I don't have any. I, I actually encourage my, I suppose that is a kind of control. I encourage, I encourage uh, social media presence as it's a way of tangibly representing yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, my, uh, my current uh, owned partner um, started her page um, partly because daddy suggested it and encouraged it. And uh, so it's a good way of of representing yourself and also showing things that you're exploring and also having fun and meeting people, connecting. And, and I think it's now part of her 
kink life mm. and I, I think she's really appreciated and and, and she makes some of the best memes like she's making memes now where I'm like oh damn that's better than the one I made this week <laughs> <laughs> makes daddy grumble I love that so yeah I would I would say it's very healthy to encourage it because it's I would I see it as linked to pride if it's about control it's about management and um you know safety and things like that then then yeah I can see that being okay but it really only is it's healthy if it's talked about and consented to yeah so if it feels healthy if it feels like maybe it's good for you um and you've talked about it then it's whatever you whatever you two want if it feels like a pressure if it feels like a, a dominant is is trying to control or restrain your social media presence in some way that makes me uncomfortable mm-hmm. that 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 probably should be raised as an issue and um, pushed back against because there is a very big difference between the, the guidance and 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 rules and control yeah mm-hmm. no i mean i would want to know like the context too like let's say you know your submissive is posting a ton of bikini pics love that for her personally um, you know, but as a dom, <laughs> if you're seeing that like as a really bad thing, like maybe it's more like some toxic masculinity or like an ego issue, maybe discuss mm. that outside the dynamic. If she's just posting a lot of memes, like where's the harm in this? You know, or like if it is, you know, like especially with the dom, if he's concerned about like, oh, someone's sliding into her DMs, like that is an ego thing. That's like a, you know, that's an insecurity thing. Like, let's look at this inwardly before we try to control their actions. Yeah. Try to what see bothers what, you about it? Yeah. W- yeah. Unpack that first. What bothers you about it? Why are you trying to control this? I if mean, it's, yeah, if it's not negotiated. If it is negotiated, <laughs> then then as a submissive, then you have the power in saying, like, this level of control is okay. This is not okay. So it, it depends just on, on which side of it we're coming from, what has or has not been negotiated. Um, and then. Well, like for example, um, I remember um, this one kinkster, she was, she posted something on TikTok where it was basically like her, like taking off her own collar, like, Oh, I shouldn't do this. Um, and then everybody in the comments section was like, Oh my God, why would you do that? And, you know, she went on there and was like, hey, guys, I had permission from my dom, you know, to do this scene, you know, on TikTok. Like, if, if it's something like that, it's okay. Like, it, you know, I don't know. The, I don't yeah, know. in relation to the content. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot with this question. I don't know. We, I, I feel like there is a lot. I feel like we need a little <laughs> bit more context. Yeah, I think that the broadly it should be guidance. So I have uh, the only rule I think I have with social media with my own partner is that if she does get a dm or a contact that oversteps a line that she's not allowed to give the benefit of the doubt Mm. she is she has a rule to immediately block anyone who oversteps her boundary and so that is a healthy form of control because that is looking out for her well-being and it's helping her empower what she does need to do Um, but you can very easily and i've done this you can very easily allow someone Uh, to cross a big boundary and then five minutes later after three more boundaries you're like okay this is actually someone I shouldn't be talking to they're toxic I just I just wasted five minutes or five hours you know communicating with them trying to teach them or trying to help them when they're not worth that they're not worth that effort or time Mm -hmm. so I enforce that and that that's a, a rule that I think has helped her and that's good but if it was you know don't do this thing because it might encourage dms no that that's that's on the wrong side don't don't blame the person who is just being themselves yeah don't blame them for someone celebrating else's action exactly so so if you're listening to this uh what does it say caller if you're listening to this uh uh questioner you know um then try and feel where on the things we've talked about where this this control if this is what you're experiencing comes from does it feel guidance? Does it feel like care or does it feel like control? And if it feels like control, push back against that question. Just ask, what is, why is this happening? What, what does this yeah. do for me or for you? Why do you want this? Uh, and if that uh, leads to conflict, then that's because there's a problem. Mm-hmm. So the last one, this, uh, like you said, caller, 
They typed, accidentally let it slip that I'm kinky at work and was shamed. How to cope? Mm, yeah, it's very it's sad that he, you've been shamed, that there's been a, a shameful reaction. Uh, I, I do want to say if you've, I mean, as you say, you've let it slip, so you didn't mean to introduce this into conversation. Maybe it just kind of a little detail came out and it got questioned out of curiosity and then you had a negative reaction. It's it's probably good to have a healthy boundary. I don't know what the workplace is. It definitely depends on what the what kind of workplace is. You know, if you are working in certain areas, this might be less a thing to talk about. Um, I think generally it's probably a good idea to to not talk about that part of your life in at work. You know, if you have friends at work, then if you bring it up outside of work, that gives it a physical context that's a little bit different. Uh, but at the end of the day, to talk about this part of yourself, it, it takes trust and vulnerability. Like that's why they were able to shame you and, and probably make you feel um, some shame because it's a vulnerable thing to bring up. So you need to care for that vulnerable side and only reveal it when you have a good reason to think that you'll be met with what you should be met with all the time, which is acceptance and, and support. Even if someone's not like-minded, they at least be go, oh, okay, well, that's that's okay. That's just not what I'm into. So I think you've got to kind of gauge it a little bit better and, uh, and yeah, try and be careful. But at the same time, just to underline, there is nothing shameful about it. They should not have done that. Uh, they could very much have said, hey, this is a boundary. I'm uncomfortable. That's okay. But if they were negative in some way, if they made you feel lesser, uh, then uh, that is on them and they should not have done that. And I hope that that doesn't happen again. I hope that you can remain there. Maybe you need to resolve this with that person. I hope it was only one person. I don't imagine like a, an office-style kitchenette of people in white shirts just being shamey at the Kingster. That's horrible. Um, if it's just one person, maybe you just need to have a conversation with them for just a couple of minutes and say, hey, I mentioned this thing, uh, your reaction didn't feel good, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned that, I don't know, but I hope we're okay and we can just move on without getting into that topic again. Like just resolve it as two, two adults and uh, that might give you some closure. That's what I was going to say is like we're all adults here. We all have lives outside of our workplace. Yeah, like let's not pretend like no one's like licked an asshole at some point or another. Like, I mean, if you like. I'm just saying. That's the thing. If I walked into a kitchenette and someone was like, let's not pretend we're not all licking asshole. Well, no, I mean, it's like I hate it when, you know, especially like in your professional life, like let's let's say you accidentally do say something like, you know, like it, even if it's like about, I don't know, there's something as simple as like a blowjob, like why would you shame them for something that you've probably already done or, you know, something that you know what it is? Like, don't act like it's like this horrible thing. My best advice, honestly, to this person is like, you know, we're, like I said, we're all adults here. We all have lives outside of our corporate or, you know, work life kind of thing. So just go to that person and say, hey, I'm sorry, I let it slip. Uh, let's just put this behind us. Won't happen again. Um, but in the future, I just wanted to let you know, I didn't appreciate your reaction, but yeah, they should have treated it like an adult and just kind of like either let it fly or, you know, kind of let it slide and maybe not mention it. Or like you said, communicate that boundary, like, Hey, I'm uncomfortable. Let's not talk about this. And from their respective, but there's no need for them to treat it as if you're wrong for being kinky. There's nothing wrong with that. Honestly, this sounds like someone with a foot fetish that they're not willing to accept for themselves. Yeah. So they're probably <laughs> projecting their insecurities onto you. It, it probably is. And if you realize that, you can see the compassion in it. If this person has reacted like that, they probably, because it's made them doubt something or think that they're missing something or question that they might be missing something, it, and it's brought up a defensive reaction. Mm -hmm. So that's someone who's not having as much fun as you are. Yeah. So they're that, that, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's sad. It's like, oh, if they were having more fun, they might not have reacted like that. So... You know, see that and then think, well, okay, going forward, you don't want weird tension. Just touch on it, resolve it, move on um, and trust them to be an adult. And um, if they can't, man, that really is their their total problem and um, you might need more conversation with them about it so they can move on. Yeah, I'm not sure. But I, I think most people 
uh, will be able to process and, and get over that. You know, the initial reaction is probably a bit emotional and a bit a bit of shock in there because of a hang-up, but given some time, if you treat them like an adult, you're giving them the opportunity to be an adult. Well, and I mean, and that's the thing is, you know, like, for example, in my, you know, professional life, you know, I'm in a management role. You know, my employees know about my podcast and I make it well known. I'm like, look, guys, if you listen to it, that is fine. But that is a whole different side of me. We do not need to discuss at work. Yeah, that's so your boundary. I, I place that boundary and that's fine. Like, they're all chill with it. Every now and then I'll get the, you know, like, hey, I listened to this episode and really liked it. And I'm like, good. I'm glad you did. But it's not like I get like, other comments um it probably yeah. doesn't help that they're also my employees um but <laughs> like you know like Look, for this person yeah, the power dynamic is important yeah for this person if it's someone that's like maybe at an equal or higher position and you know their reaction was not so adult like and you know maybe a little bit more immature like then you be the adult you'd be the one to be like look your reaction was fucking terrible. Um, not like that. Not like that. <laughs> kill, him. <laughs> kill him with kindness. Yeah, okay. kill him with kindness. <laughs> I really didn't appreciate that. Um, nothing, so. in my opinion, in my opinion, nothing will put someone in their place more than if you than react. being the higher person. Yeah, than if you react to their negativity with nothing but, like, respect and, like, cordial kindness. And if you really know how to use your words, you can do that in a very tactful. Yeah, practice that, you know, that charismatic, like, eloquence of, like, you just used three words to put them in their place. Yeah. You're a bad bitch. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, I I agree. Just do it with the satisfaction of of acknowledging and, and really accepting that you're in the better position here. Even though you were made to feel shame, you're you're probably happier than they are. Their reaction was because they they have something that's probably uh, not very developed, not very grown, or not very satisfied. Um, even if that's just narrow mindedness, that's something to pity. And uh, and all you really want now is not them to be supportive. You don't need their support. You just need to be able to be at work and not feel weird. Yeah, you know, you don't want to feel that tension. So just call it out and say this was a little bit tense. Maybe I shouldn't have brought that up. I'll not do that again. If you can, you know, be a little bit more, you know, accepting or, or a little less, you know, shamey about it, then uh, I think we can move past this. And then you're making it clear that you're not happy with what they said, but, you know, it's okay if they're not uh, wanting to have that conversation again. So just be clear, but be kind about it and then move on. Yeah, take the higher approach, as Nikki said. Don't take yeah. – I have a little bit more of the fire side of me right now, so maybe not take. Yeah, you, you two want to want to fight this uh, this person <laughs> which is great it's it's supportive and and uh and i think it's good to have that moment like you know it might be worth writing you know write it down write down the thing that you would like to say in that voice you know like mm-hmm. you, you know write down write out the anger and the self-righteousness and all that and and that'll be fun and uh, and then write out the other version that's you know that's gonna gonna not continue into conflict because yeah. you don't need that that's that's not worth fighting for. No, exactly. I love um, that. Yeah. So, so so write out the angry angry side and then write out the diplomatic side. Totally for that. That's a great exercise in my opinion. So yeah, and fun. You know, you write down like you know how dare you make me feel that you've probably never been fucked properly in your <laughs> life. Just go all out. <laughs> Yeah, just just say everything that you couldn't possibly say and keep that job. You don't yeah, even say know what, how to what put would a butt get you <laughs> Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, there's been a, a, a butt plug and a remote control. And I don't you know. know. I think be- I just looked at a remote control. <laughs> I love this. Yeah, I <laughs> I agree completely. Well, this has been super fun for me. As I said, I really think we make a great panel of three perspectives. <laughs> so. <laughs> I appreciated this Q&A profusely. I'm walking away with some ideas for my own submissive space. And I hope to all of our listeners and the question submitters, we really got to come up with a name for these people. But I I hope you guys gain something out of it too. And um, if you got some answers to your questions, hope you appreciate and take something away from the advice that we gave you. Much agreed. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. Thank you, guys. And I hope, yeah, I hope all the answers helped some people. And, and yeah, this was fun. This was the first time we've um, that I've done this is, is take the questions and, and uh, answer them. 
um, on, a, on a show. And, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I hope people get uh, get some um, support from it. I'd love to be able to do this again. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah, no, I like that because I know on your when you do them on your stories, you know, you have that kind of short little bit of space and you want to keep it concise because, you know, you're getting through quite a few um, questions and whatnot. Mm. Um, and at the same time, um, it just depends on the questions. Like you've got a variety to choose from. Now. So I like that this, we can dive a little bit deeper into the subject, um, you know, kind of really look at all the different sides of it and, and just have a little bit more of kind of a, an in-depth discussion than, than what you're able to kind of write out in that space for your Instagram stories. Um, so yeah, I liked it too. And don't forget now we've, Hopefully, sir, we'll go and create that like self-guided. <laughs> what, what do we want to call it? I don't even. Know. I, I I wrote down um, the guide to self-submission right under guide to brats, which is one I want to work on soon. Ah. And I'm um, right now working on the um, guide to um, scene preparation. Love that. So building building your scene and all these guides. The idea is to you know in six months' time or something you know a year have, uh, you know, 10, 15 of these guides, which would effectively be. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. A hundred pages of, of kinkery, of kink guides. Oh, so I love that. If, uh, if it sounds interest to people, then, yeah, jump on my my page and, and check out my Patreon and, and support. I've got a bunch of supporters now. I can't believe how many already and uh it's yeah it's been really really lovely to hear their feedback good love that yes don't forget guys it's at the funny dom so yeah thank you again sir and we'll see you again i'm sure or hear yeah, yeah, let's you do hopefully one day you'll show us your face <laughs> <laughs> well hopefully one day you'll both be able to come uh, come down under and and we'll show you more than that oh yes, yes. oh my god wait what <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha